Hello! Another trigger-proof transmission just came through me and I wanted to hop on and give you the best of what I discovered today and integrate it with some of the questions that I've been getting in my DMs quite a bit from peeps in the community and I wanted to give you some information. Now tonight um, the transmission is going to be very uh, sticky topic. It's going to be a little bit spicy. There's many people in the community here who are struggling whether they don't know whether they should stay or they should go. Two people, intelligent, lovely human beings, get to a point in their relationship where they lose sight of why they got together in the first place. Or there's so much wounding coming up. There is so much conflict that two people are, they don't have the ability to see and hear each other and so it's like alright so let's call it quits should I stay or should I go and what will happen is a lot of times uh, people are gonna reach out to me and they're gonna send me text messages screen captures of their texting back and forth and it just becomes this holy crap like what ends up happening is two people want to be, ha, get validation and so a lot of times people will start doing couples counseling and I have some thoughts about that and I wanted to address that question because it's been happening quite a bit um, how do you know whether to leave a, a relationship or not how do you know whether to state you have children what do you do now I'm not gonna answer it for you today tonight in tonight's transmission my goal isn't to answer it for you but it's to give you the awareness to be able to go inside and come up with the solution for yourself and there are specific st steps that you must go through in order to get that clarity confidence and courage either to go all in and connect deeper or finally part ways and uh, hopefully uh, I'm gonna give you some insight as to what to do and if you need any further support you know where to turn. This is where this is where this conversation is is all about. First of all, um, if you're new to this community, welcome. There's been a lot of new people jumping in, and I just want you to know, uh, it's encouraged for you to share uh, your any ahas, any challenges you're going through, because I want to be able to integrate whatever you're confronted by into my trainings here to shine a light of conscious awareness and give you some sort of guidance moving forward so that what is it that we want we want secure healthy attachments we want healthy inter interdependence it's why we get into relationships in the first place we want to share uh, the possibilities of life with another human being who is kinda like glancing in the same direction and has a similar vision with us and hopefully if all goes well our visions can kind of intertwine and expand and uh, together we can be greater than just individuals and that's really the potential in other words in a secure attached relationship you have the potential to experience relationships as being very nourishing uh, a safe place for you to heal and evolve and grow together that's really why we're here that's why we get into relationships I see your wedding photos I see your relationship photos, I see them, you know, posing and all of that and love is grand. This is what we, this is why we, we get into these relationships is because we want to, you know, a space to evolve and grow together. 
That's the real purpose of relationship. I'm going to give you a lens in tonight's transmission that's going to help you get clarity on how to create, not, not whether to stay or to leave. Um, the real question I want you to ask, start asking, and you're going to want to take some notes in this, and I'd love for you to write in the comment section where you're signing in from, what your relationship is like right now, just let me know, uh, and what clarity is it that you're looking for? I really want to be able to give you uh, the solution to this, this dilemma, especially if you're, you've been, you know, just recently paired up with somebody or you've been together for 20 years and you're wondering, is this the right person? Here's how to discover. Now, first and foremost, I want to share, I'm not a relationship guru. I am not a um, psychologist, psychiatrist. I don't diagnose or label conditions and treat illnesses, mental illnesses. Nope, I'm a chiropractor. And I noticed over my 20-year career that patients were always coming in with stress-related problems. And when I got to know those patients, they were usually coming in with relationship breakdown, the, the after effects of relationship breakdown. If you've ever been in that situation, you know that when things aren't going well on the home front, you don't feel stable and safe and secure out in the real world. There's this nagging um, voice in your head of incompleteness when you don't have a repaired uh, connection at home. I know I personally don't do great when my wife and I are deeply connected and she tells me the same thing. She, When we're not okay, she's not okay. And that makes sense because we as human beings have this embedded in our DNA as a desire to bond. We have this desire to bond, but because of our experiences growing up with attachment and loss, attachment and loss, attachment and loss, starting from the primary detachment loss, which is exiting the womb, a primary wound, as James Hollis says, from which we never really fully recover, which is the truth, we experience this trauma or wounding, you know, trauma with a capital T or with a small T or what I like to call wounding. There's a difference, you know, there's a spectrum of trauma and wounding. And so from the capital T traumas on this side, which I'm sure you understand, to the small T's, which is not having your reality validated and not really feeling seen and heard or children must be seen but never heard or you were raised with the um, what is it, the spare the rod, spoil the child, that kind of, you know, physical challenges, emotional abuse, all of that stuff, that spectrum, based on those experiences in childhood, that forms the uh, neurology, that forms the foundation of our neurological development. And so, um, Based on those unresolved, unhealed wounds, by the way, if I say anything that really resonates, tell me aha or amen or just let me know because it really helps to be able to have, uh, you know, the feedback of what's really landing for you. It's really helpful for me while I'm guiding uh, the conversation. So based on those attachments and losses, we hold on to trauma, not just in our minds, but also in our bodies. And we feel dysregulate various states of dysregulation in our nervous system because of this attachment and losses and think of your last major 
attachment loss. Maybe you're going through it right now. It, maybe it's been a persistent one in your life. Maybe you had a breakup five years ago and you never really fully recovered from it. It's still a wound within you, which causes your nervous system, when we're talking about the autonomic nervous system, especially in the polyvagal theory, uh, we have the ventral vagal at the top, which is connection, a sense of joy, a sense of uh, relaxation, a safety in the body, connection, playfulness, that's in the ventral state. We can then get triggered and activated and we go into sympathetic fight or flight. This is our kind of private Navy SEALs that come to our defense and try to protect us. Say, this is alert, that person's not safe, there's a threat there, so we go into fight or fright, flight. and prolonged periods of time that leads to anxiety, that leads to uh, adrenal burnout, it leads to digestive problems, it leads to immune function, dysfunction, leads to problem problems with sleep. And if that's allowed to progress after the relational breakdown or you're going through a situation in your life where it's one argument and one conflict after another, your nervous system doesn't really have an, a, a chance to kind of pause and relax. Like you're literally hyper vigilant all the time and you're on eggshells at this level of relationship anxiety because you've reached this level of unconsciousness, what ends up happening is it keeps progressing and then finally it, it goes beyond your nervous system's ability to adapt and then you go into this dorsal vagal shutdown mode. So why is that important for you to know is because the way that you're showing up in your relationship before you have to decide whether to stay or go is to understand what part of your nervous system has been predominating. Most of us, I just, I realized I was going into relationships not really understanding my nervous system and having different states of being, whether I went from frustration, whether I went from kind of connection to frustration and anxiety within the relationship to the dorsal, the lowest one, which is shutdown, depression, dissociation, checked out. And depending on my state in my nervous system, I'm going to show up in my relationship with you completely differently. Most of the time, we are showing up totally unaware of how, how that is. Because depending on my state, let's say I'm in a relationship with you, depending on where my nervous system is at, that state is gonna start directing my thoughts and the meanings that I start making out of things. Like my wife, depending, if I'm in a, if I'm in my dorsal state, okay, and I text my wife and she doesn't get back to me because she's busy at work and it's been like two hours, immediately based on that state, my thoughts are going to be directed towards, she doesn't love you. She's abandoning you. She's leaving you. She's all of these stories and meanings I make. I see my environment around me based on my state in my nervous system. Why is this important for you to understand? Well, most of the time we are unconscious of this when we're involved in relationships. How can we create secure, healthy relationships if we are completely dissociated from where our nervous system is? This is the first part of you creating a secure attached relationship is a, a deep practice and understanding of your nervous system. 
what your thoughts are like when you're in each of those states, how to recognize them, because you can't see it when you're possessed by it. Let me say that again. You can't see it when you're possessed by it. And if you haven't gotten into the practice of checking in and being good at self-assessment, you're going to show up blind in the relationship. You're going to become reactive to things that are pretty much innocuous, which we are, we are going to start making meaning out of things that aren't necessarily there. And the meanings that we make out of those things are based on what I'm going to talk about in just a minute, are past unresolved events that are transferred over into today. We're constantly being met in, in each and every day, being triggered by unresolved past events right in our face. So depending on my state, I'm going to see the outside world and I'm going to start making meaning out of what I see based on what's happening in my nervous system. And that's, pretty, that's a pretty huge undertaking. It's a pretty huge responsibility. Why is it important for you to put on this lens and start to see it this way? Well, because I know that you want to create a very healthy relationship where you're feeling seen and heard and you're feeling understood, you're, you're feeling loved for who you are, and I know that you actually want to provide that same experience for your partner. That's what makes life pretty much worth living. I don't care if you are making $10 million a year. If you don't, I, I've worked with people making multi-million dollars. If they don't, I can tell you right now, if you don't have a secure, healthy, interdependent attachment at home, life's not really that grand for you. And why I want you to know this is because your relationship has the potential to be very nourishing if you're willing to pay attention and to master your nervous system. So now that if you just jumped on, make sure you rewind and, and really pay attention and listen. Um, let me know if anything that I'm saying is resonating with you. Uh, I don't think I, I see any... Uh, comments right now. It, Facebook Live sometimes is, is a little bit weird, but let me know in the comment section if this is landing for you. The question that I'm going to ask you right now, okay, should I stay or should I go, this, this question, out of those three different states of your nervous system, which one has been predominating for you? Have you been in uh, ventral vagal? Have you been in sympathetic, which is fight or flight? Or have you been in dorsal, which is shut down, checked out, not even wanting to engage because you're so dissociated from yourself, you've left your body. If you want to decide whether you should stay or you should go, I'm going to give you the one tool, the one idea at the end of this transmission to help you make that choice. Okay, this is going to be the big, the big, uh, the most important thing. Now, why is this important is we've been working with some, some people who are having relationship challenges and what's, what we've been noticing is that simply by understanding their different states of their nervous system, the usual thoughts that are associated with each state, they are able to separate themselves from the thoughts that are going on in their minds, which are then bleeding into like contributing to the toxicity in the relationship. And now we've gone from unconscious to conscious, moving towards conscious because it's a moment-to-moment -moment thing. It's consistent work and it's the most fulfilling thing that you can do because your relationships are the most important thing. So there are three different types of relationships, okay? 
from unconscious moving to conscious. So it moves up the scale to conscious. So it starts from unconscious and it moves up the scale to conscious. And I want you to tell me which one classifies with you. And I want you to write these down and I want you to tell me which one is classified. Which one do you classify under? Type number one is uh, the careless relationship. Careless relationship. A careless relationship basically is part of an unconscious relationship where you're showing up thinking that my values, my priorities are more important than her or his priorities. It's called a careless relationship. It means you're showing up unconsciously careless, meaning these are my priorities, those are your priorities. My priorities are more important than your priorities. Okay. First and foremost, if you don't know what your priorities are and you don't know what your partner's priorities are, for sure you have an unconscious relationship. Hey, Daniela, what's up? Let me know if anything that I'm saying here in this conversation is resonating with you. And write in the comments section if you can resonate with that. If you've shown up, and you might, might have been in the past, but let me know if you've ever seen yourself showing up, thinking and, and being no shame in it, it's very common, that my, my values are more important than your values. That's type number one of unconscious relationship is careless relationship. The second style of unconscious relationship is when you are careful. So you go from careless down here to careful, which basically means you show up my values, your values. You show up feeling and being in the state that your values are more important than my values. So you are basically walking on eggshells, minimizing yourself to the other person. And you in this situation are usually the disempowered one. You're the codependent. The careless type of person is the narcissist in the unconscious relationship. They usually work very well, like a locking key. There's no two careless people don't match. Two careful people don't match. <laughs> the hallmark of the unconscious relationship is the type one careless is a perfect match to a careful. The narcissist codependent cycle. A complete uh, bedrock of unconscious relationship. Let me know if you see yourself in any one of those. You're either type one careless Type two, careful, okay? Now, type three is where it becomes conscious. It's caring. Caring means, here's my values, these are your values, and I am gonna help you get your values and priorities met. You're gonna help me get my priorities and values met, and this is the two of us living consciously aware of our my values, your values. Not minimizing one over another, but constantly working, because it's work, to become aware, to have communication, to own it, and to create win-wins constantly. Okay? This is your goal in a secure attached relationship, a caring relationship. Both parties being aware of each other's values, superpowers, uh, love languages, all of those things. And it takes work to get there. It's not easy. And I'm telling you, it's well worth it. Because what's possible in your relationship is, a nourish, is an experience of nourishment.
that you feel safe with the other person, that you enjoy that person's presence, that there's a genuine feeling of safety when you're together and safety when you're not together. Like you're not freaking out. One of the hallmarks of an insecure attached relationship is you panic and freak when you're not with that person. There's a, a little niggling of a codependency coming up and I'm gonna to explain to you where it comes from. So how to become conscious how to become conscious. You're now unconscious. You're in type one, which is careless or careful. You're either the narcissist or the codependent, or you've played both sides. How do you become more conscious? So here's what your, your job is to do. There, when you get into conflict and you're in that space in your relationship where you're like, should I stay or should I go? I have no idea. Should I stay or should I go? People message me, should I leave this relationship? Should I stay? Should I go? Here's what you do, and we're actually going to be covering this this weekend. There's a lot of you that are actually, Daniela, you're going to be there. A lot of you that are coming on Sunday for the overview experience. We actually break this down, and we show you how to regain consciousness in an unconscious relationship. And here's what you do. You ha here's what you must do. Write this down. You must own your part in the drama triangle. Let me say that again. You must own, in order to be, create a conscious relationship, you must own your part in the drama triangle. What do I mean by that? What's the drama triangle? If you're looking at the conflict that's going on in your marriage, in your relationship right now, there's a conflict. You'll notice there's a pattern. You'll notice you're having the same arguments again and again. You notice it's the same issues, it's the same feelings, it's the same meanings you're making out of things. It's a pattern and there's a reason for that. There's, a, there's an order and a reason for that. And the reason is your previous attachment wounds. But basically, the drama that you're going through, it forms a triangle. And the triangle is the victim, the perpetrator, and the third one is the savior. So what's happening is you likely, whether you're the careless one or the careful one, you in the relationship are feeling like you're victimized. You're the victim to what they're doing. They're abusing you. They are abandoning you, whatever. They're either ex you know, exter externalizing their pain and they're coming at you, okay? or they're internalizing their pain and they're running away from you. Either way, you likely feel victimized by them. They're either externalizing their pain and becoming kind of abusive towards you, or they're internalizing their pain and they're shutting down and they're running away from you. Both versions are a form of perpetration to you, to your nervous system, okay? And the funny thing is, both of you are experiencing it in your own way, whether it's externalized or internalized. You are playing the victim in the drama triangle to their perpetration. And as long as you're looking, and, and here's why, based on your unconsciousness, what's happening is your space where you were in your misery before you got together with them, your state of being before you got together with them Will was often looking for a savior to rescue you, rescue you from uh, your parent. Like a lot of clients that we work with, uh, like for example, Iranian women. There's a lot of Iranian women who are feeling just so 
disheartened in their marriages only to discover that what got them married in the first place was they were living with mom and dad in Iran and they just wanted to get the fuck out of the house. So guess what? There's a savior that comes and rescues them outside of mommy and daddy's home. Okay? So guess what? Looking outside of us for the savior eventually, or let me give you another example of when you're looking for a savior. You could be a guy. You've gone through one bad relationship after another. Uh, you had your heart broken. You had just just beaten down by the, 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 the heartbreak of a relationship. She cheated on you. She whatever. And now you're looking for a savior in another woman, uh, another partner, who's going to rescue you from the painful wounds of your ex who was nuts, who broke your heart, who did whatever. So you've put yourself in a position where you're looking for a savior outside of you. Okay, and both parties are looking for a savior. Now what ends up happening is every single time when we look for saviors outside of ourselves, those saviors ultimately can never really do the trick. They don't really do the trick because because it's not their job to save you. <laughs> Even though they might derive some significance or identity out of it, which is probably their wounding, they're not actually uh, going to su be successful in saving you because ultimately only you can do that for you. So what ends up happening is they didn't do the job and they end up becoming your perpetrator. Now, I'm talking about both of you because what's happening is you're both feeling victim in case you haven't noticed with all the arguments going back and forth even though you're labeling one another narcissist abusive whatever if you really take a step back and observe especially from my perspective when both parties are shouting and screaming at me their story what i'm listening is two little wounded children arguing over who gets to be the victim and they're looking to a a person outside of them to validate them. This is why couples counseling very rarely actually works to create a healthy, secure attachment. It's rare. Sometimes it can if you actually, if the therapist or the counselor uh, helps to point you in the right direction to, to focus on healing your own attachment wounds rather than making it about the other person. But it doesn't usually work that way from my experience. It's just two people just going there and trying to be validated and fixing, oh, maybe they should clean clean uh, the toilets more for you or do more with the kids and you're, you're, you're dealing on the surface stuff. You're not really going deep. <laughs> and so what happens is when you're looking for a savior outside of you, you married the person or you got together with the person, ultimately they can't save you. Now they become your perpetrator. You're the victim. And so now you're looking for a hero outside of you, whether that hero is an affair, whether that hero is a best friend, a coach, a mentor, you're constantly, or, or a psychologist, you're looking for that hero. And so how do you go from unconscious to conscious? Because that's pretty toxic of a cycle, isn't it? Let me know if you can resonate with this, with this story, the victim, the perpetrator, and the hero. Now, how do you go from unconscious to conscious? Well, I did this exercise with one of my clients. He's having challenges in his marriage. In his, he, he's ch having challenges in his marriage, same challenges, 
as his ex-wife who he divorced with because she was totally nuts. And now the person he's with is following those same patterns. He's like, what the fuck? What's going on? And we just take a look at it under this framework. Victim, perpetrator, and hero. And he looked and he saw, oh my gosh, she was, I was, I wanted her to be my hero, which was to help heal me from my previous marriage. Okay, I get it. Now, where were you the perpetrator? Oh my gosh, I abandoned her. When we get into arguments, I pull away and run and that brings up all of her abandonment wounds. I'm like, can you see how you're the perpetrator to her? He's like, oh fuck, yeah. And then he's like, where are you the hero? He's like, oh, okay. I'm supposed to be her hero too. Shit. I'm supposed to help heal her from all of the abandonment that she experienced from her previous marriage and her father and her brother and all of this trauma. And it's like, oh, shit. In that moment, he started going from unconscious to conscious, which is, here's how you do it. You must own your part in the victim drama triangle. And here's the next step when you're really ready, because owning your part is difficult in and of itself because you're not gonna, your ego's not gonna wanna do it. Your ego's gonna wanna blame the other person. But when you take ownership and you own your part, you're like, wow, here's the next step that we're doing is, can you, here's the question, can you own all of those parts? Can you see your part in the, as the victim? Can you see your part as the perpetrator? And can you see your part as the hero? And it's like, shit. And can you look at your partner and see their experience of the victim? Where are you the victim to them? Where are they the victim to you? <laughs> Where are you the perpetrator to them? Where are they the perpetrator to you? Where were you the hero to them? Where are they the hero to you? And you're just like, he's just like, <clears throat> Welcome to conscious relationship. And every unconscious relationship, when you're having arguments that happen again and again and again, you're actually experiencing a drama triangle. And the only way to break free is to own your part in the dance. Let me know if this is making sense to you. Let me know if you see yourself in these parts. What's come up for you in this conversation? In fact, I'd like for you to write in the comments I see myself as the victim here. I see myself as the perpetrator here, and I see myself trying to be the hero here. I want you to own your part in the dance. That's how you go from unconscious to conscious. Because if you don't do this, you're forever looking outside of you to solve the problem. The answer to creating a secure attachment, the answer to knowing, should I stay or should I go? The You've been listening to the Trigger Proof Podcast designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world, which is nervous system regulation. Becoming trigger-proof doesn't mean trigger-less. It means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds. Anytime there's reactivity, there's a wound and if you're curious and inspired to learn more join us at breathwork and badassery or the overview experience and a combination of both actually helps you do the work there's a difference between 
listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. It didn't start with you, but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time. The first step is to just step outside and look and observe and just see where you stand in this. Over the weekend, we're going to be doing an exercise on Sunday for the overview experience, especially for people who are looking to have a make a powerful choice moving forward towards a healthy attachment, whether that means to separate, whether that means to go all in or give it some more time and do some more healing. That would be a great opportunity for you. Heal your nervous system first before you make that decision, <laughs> you know? Um, we're going to actually be getting you to identify it's not easy work but we're going to be going and helping people helping you many of you are actually going to be there i'm really looking forward to to sharing this with my community and we open up about 15 spaces for people outside of my normal mastermind clients to come and join us to practice this and learn these skills i see myself in every one of those roles and even though he's a massive perpetrator i still wish he would be a hero crazy yes L, absolutely, yes. And I know that you're gonna be joining us on Sunday. You're gonna be able to, what's exciting about this, L, is that we're gonna be able to, you own your part, they're gonna own theirs, and we're gonna teach you how to unpack this and to become your own hero. That's the secret. That's the secret sauce here, is the way that you turn unconscious to conscious is you must become your own hero. Please write this down. Please write it in the comment section. I'm committed to becoming my own hero rather than having them solve it for me. I am all three. Absolutely, Margaret. And guess what? This is what we're working on with you to create your healthy, secure attachment. L, I can't wait to see you there. Margaret, you're going to be there on Sunday. We're going to delve deeper in this. The second that you're able to see yourself at all three and then not beat yourself up over it, just understand you're coming. Why did you get there? So the next question we're going to kind of lead you. Notice I'm leading you down this path of understanding conscious relationships. The next step, if, you have, if you're just jumping on now, make sure you go back to the beginning and watch this. This is fucking gold. <laughs> I love teaching this stuff because it's how I got myself two years ago from a place of absolute hopelessness wondering why I'm 43 years old and no relationships of mine are working. I don't feel any connection with my family. I feel embarrassed. I feel humiliated. I feel how somebody so intelligent and good looking, no, no offense, I, I, was, I, thought, I thought quite high, maybe too highly of myself, could actually be in a situation where I don't have healthy relationships. And I realize, oh, it's my own fucking ego. Okay, got it. All right. And so I committed to becoming my own hero and becoming my own rescuer rather than looking for some woman to, to, to heal my attachment wounds with my mother <laughs> and give me the attention that, you know, I thought that I deserved and I was fucking entitled to because I'm so amazing. It was like, oh my God, it was very humiliating. It was humbling and it was the best thing for me because it set the stage for a conscious relationship. Okay. And so the last part, for you to get, and we're gonna talk about this on Sunday too. I can't forget, I, I can't wait. And I want you to write these two words down. We talk about this, I believe it's module number four in my, my program. We talk about the importance of understanding transference and projection. In order for you to have a 
conscious relationship. And in order for you to know, should I stay, should I go? You gotta clear out all of your transferences and projections. Now, what am I talking about? What the hell are these? Transference is this, is the phenomenon that everything that's triggering you in the moment about your partner is not about your partner. It's about an old unresolved attachment wound with your mother or father. And you must cultivate the ability of spotting transferences when they come. That's what we call becoming trigger proof. It's about seeing the emotion come up and knowing how to interpret it rather than the meaning we make out of it, which is screw you, I'm not enough for you. And we go into defensive wounded child or arrogant adolescent, and we're not really emotionally mature enough to see that what we're confronted by, we can expand that space between stimulus and response and go inside and, and heal those old wounds and respond to the trigger rather than become reactive like a little child. You must learn how to master the art of taking the transferences from past stuff that's unresolved and turning it into deeper intimacy. Okay, that's called transforming your transferences. And then the next part is spotting and owning the projections. What is that? What do I mean by that? A projection is when your partner is exhibiting a trait or a behavior that you can't fucking stand. Write it out in the comment section right now. What is one of the traits that your partner, let's do it right now. We're going to practice this over the, on Sunday, we're actually going to go deep with this. Uh, but let's practice it with you. I don't have, I'm not able to engage with you uh, too much because I don't see you on a Zoom call. So I'm just doing a Facebook live, but dance with me here. Play along with me. What trait pisses you off about your partner the most? Okay. Now, this is what we call spot the projection. I did this with a client this morning, and she's like, oh, my father, he was just so intrusive. He's so intrusive. And I said, okay, cool. She's like, and she was going over module four. Can you explain to me a little bit more about projection? I said, yeah, absolutely. I asked her the question, which I got from John Martini. I said, who sees you as being intrusive? Because whatever you're very extremely triggered by in your partner is something that you haven't really owned or loved about you. And because it's hidden behind your ego under shame, you don't, you don't want to feel the shame of it. So you start noticing it in other people and it triggers the shit out of you. In other words, the thing that you're pointing the finger about that bothers you about the other person reveals a shameful, unloved part of yourself. And so I asked her, I said, what do you hate about your dad? She's like, oh, he's so intrusive. I said, who sees you? Who has experienced you as intrusive that, that, that you feel a little bit ashamed about? And I said, go ahead, tell the truth. You have to be willing to tell the truth to do this work. And she's like this. She literally, her body language went like this. Oh. And I said, boom, that's it. That physiology that she gave me, because I could see her on Zoom went like this. Oh. And what that denotes is shame. I said, when? I said, she goes, about five years ago, I was being intrusive. And so what we did was we went back to that intrusive part of her, that younger self. And we got her to see and understand her intrusivity and love 
and appreciate her intrusivity in that moment because it was an, a, a response of her trying to get her needs met and really validate her intrusiveness, not to validate in the future, but to take her unconscious behavior and really make sense of it. Soon as she made sense of it, she loved that part of herself. I said, take a look at dad's intrusivity. And she's like, oh, it doesn't trigger me anymore. Why? Because she took the projection and she was able to find the source of it within herself and get complete with that part of her. So what am I trying to say? Transference and projection are two tools that you can use to heal the triggers that are really coming up big with your partner that's causing you to go, should I stay, should I go? They're really bugging me and it's just conflict all the time. You must spot and heal your transferences and projections in order to then let go of the baggage and see the truth of the engagement and the interaction. And, and, and there's one last part and one last piece of this. And when you put it all together, you will know whether you should stay or you should go. Here's what it is. Okay. Here's what it is. Controlling, neediness, non-engagement. Ah, Margaret, non-engagement. Who sees you that way? Good one. And here's the best part. Where do they see you as needy? Whether, where do they see you as controlling them? So this is, this is really uncomfortable. And the answer will really piss you off. If you look and it goes, oh, it's, it's that gut feeling. It's like, oh, is that moment, that magic moment when you've spotted the projection. Once you spot the projection you don't, and, and the transference, you don't have a fantasy about that other person. You see them as a mirror to you. You get to see your partner energetically as a mirror to you. And you can look at this as an opportunity to heal and grow together. Okay? And so we had a client who came to us last year and she's like, I'm done. This is it. I'm done. And I told her, and her husband was like, what? Like, what do I do? Like, what's going on? And she's like, I'm, I'm ready to leave. I'm going back to Iran. I'm ready to leave. So she calls me and says, I, I, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, well, before we go on, I'm doing a talk in Vancouver. Come to my talk. I'm going to give you the foundations of the nervous system and all of this stuff that I'm sharing. So you'll be able to see yourself in it. She was booked and ready to leave, go back to Iran and end it. After that talk, her mind went and was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm leaving. I want to leave this relationship. It might be premature because like I'm angry, I'm resentful and I just want to escape. And what I'm realizing is he doesn't want me to go, but there is an opportunity here for me to do some healing work and use the relationship as a healing practice. Please write this down. I'm willing to use the relationship as a spiritual practice. This is what I'm calling on you to do. Because after you do this, you will have clarity. So she took on the relationship as a healing, as a healing journey. She did decided not to leave and decided to do her work and use every trigger to spot the transference and the projection. And each time over the next few months that we work together, 
every trigger that came up, we went inside, she did the work, she did all the modules, and she was able to stretch the gap between stimulus and response. And using the breakdowns in her relationship and the transferences that he was bringing up, she was able to heal with her mother and father. Huge. This was amazing. It was a big, it was a massive, like, big revelation for her. Their relationship was never closer. They healed. It was beautiful. He even started participating in the workshops. At, like he just came in and he started healing some parts, but he was resistant to actually going all in. He was like, no, I got it. I got it. I understand everything in the workshop. I came to the workshop once or twice. I get it now. I don't need to do any more. He didn't realize that there was a lot of digging in and healing of the past to do. So she just kept continuing the work and he was still would be knocked back into his wounds and act like a little child and she would use every moment and every opportunity to keep resourcing herself and guess what happened in november they reached a snag and i reached out to him and i said look your wife is growing she's completely transformed herself into a new person if you're not going to like what do you say now about now taking ownership and doing your own healing work you realize it's not just her now that you've got some responsibility too and he goes no 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 i don't I, you know i'm good i'm good and i remember putting the phone down and i remember thinking to myself yeah he's probably going to lose her he's probably going to lose her sure enough as she continued the work she went from a limbo state like i don't know whether i should stay or i should go she got herself fully resourced to finally say just a couple months ago it's over and here's the key component should I stay or should I go? My suggestion to her and to everyone was don't make that decision when you're in a sympathetic dominant or dorsal vagal state. Don't make that decision when your nervous system is dysregulated because that's not the real you talking. And when you're divorcing that person, make sure you're divorcing the right person because you could be divorcing this person and it could be actually your dad you need to divorce or your mom. Does this make sense? You need to, it's not this other person. Make sure you're actually divorcing the person rather than your mother, your unresolved issues with your mother or father. That's what you gotta make sure. And the only way to do that is to make sure that you choose with an open heart. Do your healing work first take the time take a sacred pause for yourself spot the transferences and the projections and take full ownership of them see your part in the victim perpetrator hero drama triangle and own your part in each of those roles see yourself in each of them. that's not going to be easy to do own the part that you're either careful careless and you actually want to work towards a caring relationship and make sure the very end is that you get your body into that ventral state because in that space, you can make the choice. You can choose powerfully rather than making a choice based out of fear or resentment. And my suggestion to you is do the work to clear the resentment because resentment is like taking poison and expecting the other person to die. And when you do this, you can unconsciously couple or you can see like some of our clients that only one of them took on the work that they found a new connection that was stronger than ever. Or, like in my case, you get to a point where you're so good with your ex that 
you'll invite them to your wedding. <laughs> and let's face it, if you have kids, I want you to see this. If you have kids, either way, you are going to be at your children's, at the head table of your children's wedding. Your level of healing will determine if you create an amazing experience for your kids or it's a fucking nightmare for them to have to babysit their mom and dad who are like little children at each other's throats. That's not what this community is about. This community is about taking on full responsibility to take your reactivity and stretch that gap to heal your wounds, to become responsible for your own state to spot the transferences and projections that happen and learn what I call the trigger-proof toolkit tools so that you can now create a secure attached relationship because let's face it relationships even when they're really perfectly aligned aren't a picnic all the time do you have the skills to be able to navigate through conflict rather than avoiding it or doing it all the time do you have the skills to be able to take conflict and turn it into deeper intimacy? Do you have the skills to be able to take a trigger and turn it in, into deeper self-love? Ultimately, that will be the determining factor whether or not you have a conscious relationship or not. And so that is what I'm committed to teaching. That's what I love teaching. So I'm super excited for you if you're joining us. I know Elle is going to be there. Daniela, you're definitely um, a, a part of that. This is for everybody in my community. We have these five-hour retreats called the overview experience where I go into kind of the details uh, the specifics of how to take the trigger spot the transferences the projections own them heal those parts of us and completely dissolve our resentments and see the truth between one another rather than making a choice based on incomplete inaccurate um, resentful uh, dysregulated nervous system does that make sense? Let me know if that makes sense. I'm super stoked for you if you're coming. Yes, you'll be there, Daniela. Absolutely. Uh, I'm really proud of the transformation that you've made, Daniela, um, in your relationship, taking full ownership, shifting the relationship with your daughter. Daniela, I'd love for you to write. If you've been to the overview experience before, whether it's live or virtual, write in the comments what your experience was like. I can't wait to do it on Sunday. Like I, I That's all I think about. You know, I'm putting it all together and it's always improving every time. Each month we have them. Uh, part of our community events, we do the breathwork and badassery, which was last week. I'm sorry if you missed it. We're doing it again on the 21st of July. And then, wait, when is it again? Put these dates in your calendar. It is going to be the 19th of July and the 26th of July. 19th of July is the... Uh, breathwork and badassery and the 26 is the overview ex overview experience where I teach you the overview method what is that trigger going inside rather than reactive seeing the transference of where it comes from connecting with that younger part integrating the younger part reparenting that younger part bringing the wisdom of that conversation into your conflict in today and it's perfectly matched and aligned Basically, it's an access point for your inner voice when all the resentment and emotional charge has drowned it. I really look forward to seeing you there. Let me know in the comments what your intention is, by the way. What do you want to accomplish in those five hours? Write it out. If you couldn't hear it for you, if you're kind of on the fence about it, what do you want to get? What questions do you have? What's stopping you in your relationship? What's stopping that gap from you creating that conscious relationship? 
my intention in this community is to give you all the tools necessary to transform your relationships all around you by shifting the number one relationship with yourself, which all has to do with your unconscious wounds. So we have all these resources to bring those to light and give you the tools to clear, clear and, and you know heal those wounds. That's, that's it. It's probably the most important skill that you can learn is self-healing. In this new earth that we're going into, what good is this new earth if, if we're walking around, walking wounded constantly with open sores? We all have wounds. I have wounds, of course, but are they wide open, gaping wounds that we're bleeding all over each other in our next relationship? So you think it's going to be solved by finding someone else. But if you don't heal these wounds, the next person you find, it's going to come up all over again, if not 10 times worse. So here's your opportunity. Take whatever relationship you have now and heal your attachment wounds through them. Create a safe space to heal and evolve and grow. And then you'll be able to make that choice. Should I stay or should I go? I won't have to tell you. It will come through you because you've so connected with your inner voice. You've learned how to, to trigger-proof yourself to the guilt involved in speaking your truth because there's guilt and misunderstanding. Uh, and you'll be able to either uncouple in a powerful way, still remaining as co-pilots co with the children, or you fall deeper because you've now let go of that old relationship and replaced it with a new, more, uh, more conscious one. So this is the anatomy of a conscious relationship in 51 minutes. I gave you everything I got. If you have any, if you need any more support, send me a DM, send me your story, and uh, jump in. The link is in the comment section right there. Find it. Get your ass into the Sunday event. And send me an email after you get the confirmation. What do you want to accomplish? Just send me. Just what do you want to accomplish in this? You'll be surprised if you set an intention, what you're able to do. And if I know what your intention is, I'm going to make damn sure that I guide the conversation to making sure that you get exactly what you need and here's my guarantee if you're not absolutely satisfied you get your money back if you say and you you do the work and you finish and you're not satisfied with the instruction i'm offering you a money back guarantee i never did that before but i've become so confident with what the work is and the container of the community that we all hold if you don't get that, if you don't, if you're not satisfied with the training and what you derive from it, then you get your money back. So let me know and I'm happy to uh, answer any questions and I'll see you tomorrow with another transmission. Let me know what landed for you.